Welcome to track number 10 of Am I Good for Nothing? Hallelujah. Beautiful. Holy Spirit, we are thankful for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, how many points have I given you to get yourself out of being good for nothing? Ten. Okay, number eleven. What is point number one, by the way? Be a man of conviction. Number two. I can't hear you. Wait for your season. Number three. Secret of concentration. Number four. Contemplate, reflect. Number five. What? Choose hard and difficult things rather than nice and easy things. Number seven. What? Oh, number six. Be open to new ideas. Number seven. Value people. Some people are worth seven sons. Some people are worth ten sons. Some people are worth a thousand, ten thousand people. Wow. Next one. Read your way into usefulness. That's number point number what? Eight. Number nine. Speed. Spude. 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 Number ten. Always learn. What are the four signs that you are learning something new? When there's a new idea to implement. Number two. When you are reading, then there's your sign that you are learning. Number three. When you're under pressure, isn't it? Stress. Then it means you are learning something new. Number four. When you are being criticized, it's a sign that you are learning something new, isn't it? Because you have losers who have lined up to criticize you. All the people who criticize you are losers. I said all the people who criticize you are losers. Wow. So that's 10 points. Point number 11. Be ready for a long fight. Be ready for a long fight. Hmm. Joshua chapter 11, verse number 18. What does it say? Joshua made war a long time with all those kings. And there was not a city that made peace with the children of Israel except the Hivites, the inhabitants of Gibeon. All other they took in battle. For it was of the Lord to harden their hearts that they should come against Israel in battle, that he might destroy them utterly and that they might have no favor 
but that he might destroy them as the Lord commanded Moses. All right? Now, underline the first four lines of that verse of Joshua 11 verse 18. It says, Joshua made war a long time. Be ready for a long fight. If you came to church and to serve God, ready for a short fight, you've miscalculated. The devil doesn't give up easily at all. Even when he seems to be defeated, he is ready to attack you. Okay? Now, if you went into a zoo and you saw a lion lying outside a cage, okay, and somebody told you the lion is dead, would you feel free walking in the zoo with what they say is dead? How many will feel uneasy? Yeah, because maybe it's not really dead. It's sleeping. Maybe it's unconscious. Maybe somebody made a mistake and said it was dead. But it wasn't that lion that he meant that was dead. But there's, there's another lion that is dead, but not the one outside. So who's changed my sound, please? Somebody's taking off my sound. Please, brighten it up. What did you do? Uh, it was working. All right. Now, oh, what's going on? Hello? 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 Tell somebody, hello? Somebody's spoiling the sound, man. Yeah. What are you doing? The front ones have gone off here now. Zero. It's zero here. You, you are not supposed to tamper with something. Uh-huh. It's coming back. When something is working, you don't change it. It's working. Hmm? Can you imagine if KFC decided that they're going to change the formula? Just to try to improve it for 20th century improvements. You're likely not to buy it anymore. Because it's working, you get it. So just leave it. Now, the devil is like a lion whom people say is dead, but not really dead. And you can't feel, even if they say he's dead and they brought a death certificate, you just have to be careful as you are walking in the park and they say this lion is dead. Be ready for a long fight, not a short victory. Short, quick, something. Pop, 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 pop. All my problems are over. Not so at all. 
This is the beginning of a long fight. The Bible says Joshua made war a long time. Look at it. Joshua 11, 18. Joshua made war a long time with all those kings. So you must expect a long war. How old are you? 20. How old are you? 20. Can you imagine the next 20 years of fighting? By the time you are 40, do you think the lion in the park will be really dead? Even if he's sleeping or in a coma, what about if he wakes up? It's not going to be too hard. How old are you? 18. It's a long way to be 40 years old. Can you imagine how long it's going to take you to be 60? Uh, no, not 60. 40. Yeah, 40. 60. That's in 40 years' time. If I'm alive in 40 years' time, I'll be almost 100 years old. That's a long time. So if you think the devil is going to leave you just because you've been smashed his head in the year 2019 and he's been able, you've been able to be free to be here. What's going to happen in the next 10 years? You must be ready to fight the devil for the next 20 years, 10 years. You know, when I look at my life, all I feel is like I've been fighting for a long time. That's the feeling I have. Fighting, fighting this, fighting that, fighting this, fighting that, fighting this, fighting that. Hmm? If it's not this, then it's that. If it's not that, then it's this. If it's not this, then it's that. To stay on course, to preach, to do the will of God. You see, right now, I want, I want to see Esther pastors and bishops. I want to see seven cathedrals. And we need millions of pounds to take some of these buildings. We need to reach out to the people that are in this country and win them to Jesus. We need to win the young people to God. Yes. The old ones, we've allowed, we allow them to go, but the young ones, no, we're going to reach out. In Europe, I tell you, In the next 10 years. But it's going to be all about fighting for a long time for these same things. It's going to be about preaching, getting buildings, making them nice inside, making them friendly for us to be in there and reaching out to the world at the same time, going to the ends of the earth, coming to Bible school, learning not to develop rashes and other sensations when you are sent on the mission field. On your right leg, from your right side comes up, then goes to the left, passes upwards, goes to the right, and it scratches the side. Huh? Learning how to be able to fight for Jesus just as you fought for the queen and watch people's heads being blown off ready to go to Kosovo, ready to go to Afghanistan, ready to go to Iraq. Yeah. Young men going on the mission. 
ready for that. I have to harden all my London softies. Even if you stay here, you must be hard. Can't have you just... The only thing you know how to eat for breakfast is bacon and eggs. There are other types of breakfast if you don't know. Huh? There are more things to eat for breakfast other than bacon and eggs. You don't know anything else to eat for breakfast. Such as what? Cereal. Uh, stand up, stand up. This guy. Syria. Instead of saying Wache or Hausa Koko or something else. Fire the man. Syria. Huh? Where do you learn cereal from? Stand here properly. Fire the man. Okay. Now, what other types of breakfast do we have? There's Moroccan breakfast. Moroccan breakfast. How does it go? So you have um, a bread and there's olive oil, almond butter, and, um, and, and honey. So you take that, you dip it in the olive oil, dip it in the almond butter, dip it in the honey, and you eat it with Moroccan tea. <laughs> this is an international sister. Moroccan breakfast. This is a real international girl. Okay, which other breakfast? Excuse me, I need some more international people. Huh? Nobody's offering any suggestions here. Who said toast? Ah. Lift up your hands. Okay. Nobody else is suggesting any other international breakfast. What about Swiss breakfast? Swiss breakfast. Caribbean breakfast. What do you have? Like ackee and salt fish. Shh. Quiet. Um, ackee and salt fish, fried dumpling, cornmeal porridge, things like that. So, you know, breadfruit, fried breadfruit, you can have papaya. Yeah, like, literally. That's wow. Another international breakfast. Filipino breakfast. Um, you have garlic rice and then... Shh. Somebody's spoiling my sound. Um, we have garlic rice with a sticky sweetened meat called tocino. Um, yeah, or we have like this soft sweet bread called pandesal, and you have it with some margarine um, and some sausages. But it's not like a typical English sausage. It's a Filipino sausage. Wow. So where are these, excuse me, I want to see these Londoners who only know how to eat bacon and eggs. You see, there are other Filipino breakfasts 
Moroccan breakfast. What about Ghanaian breakfast? A Nigerian breakfast. All right, sit down, sit down. Enough breakfast. Now, are you ready for a long fight to toughen you up? To eat, learn how to be in everywhere. Jesus said, eat what is said before you. Quiet. When I mention food, you start shouting. Everybody say, I'm ready. I'm ready. For a long fight. For a long fight. Amen. Amen. Are you ready for a long fight? Yes. Yeah. For Jesus, we are going to fight for a long time. Amen. Look at my face. I was 25 years old when I became a pastor. Yeah. And I was fighting. I had nobody to appoint me as a pastor. So I informed the church that I'm now appointed. Wow. That was part of the war. Yeah. yeah. Fighting, fighting, fighting. I wanted to be a pastor. I said, I'm going to learn how to teach. One of the first things I, I fought was to learn how to preach. I was so scared. So I had to write my notes on a piece of paper and I got a clip. You see the paper clips? And I used to clip my notes to the page of the Bible. Wow. Yeah. So I write my notes. I write it all out by hand. And then number one, number two, number three. Everything, you write it all out. Then I clip it into the Bible. I close my Bible. Then I hold my Bible like this. And you can't see the notes when I'm <laughs> preaching like that. It was, I was learning how to be a pastor. I didn't have, I never wore suits. I didn't like suits. I never was, but when I became a pastor, I rather have to dress for people to think that I'm, I'm serious. So I had to go and get a suit. I was fighting to enter the pastoral ministry. Yeah. One day I came to church and I left my notes at home. I tell you, it was a crisis. I had to rush back to get my spude, to get my notes. Yeah. So you see, I've been fighting for a long time. This is, this is 1988. Wow. Were you born? So I was fighting to be a pastor. Then I had orangus in the church. And the orangus used to make me so nervous. I used to tremble on Sundays when it was time for me to preach. When I see them sitting in front there, and they lined up and they were all looking at me like this. Preach and let's see if you can preach well. Then all the saliva in my mouth got finished. <laughs> I had to drink water to survive. You see, I've been fighting for a long time. Yeah. Even though I have done so many things, I was fighting then. Then I started to have diarrhea on Saturdays. Because I was afraid of Sunday. Because the only time I preached was once on Sunday. So I was scared on Saturday because Sunday was coming. And all the orangus and everybody was coming to assess me. And I was the first time being a pastor. I'd never preached for a long time. I could have Bible studies, but I always ask questions. But I've never preached like 40 minutes continuously. Like all alone, I stand and I'm talking. And no one asks me a question. So I was not used to that. 
So it was a big battle to break out and to be able to speak for 45 minutes. It was a battle of my life. Then the fears that would come on Saturday, and I'd be running to the toilet up and down from 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, fear. Pressure. You see, that's what I tell you. You are learning when there's under pressure. Yeah. Then after preaching for some time, I got a bit used to it. Then I said, no. When I read my Bible, I see miracles. And I don't see no miracles in my life. And I said, I want to see everything that Jesus was doing in my life. Now I started to fight to enter to miracles. Yeah enter to miracles how can I have a miracle I've never seen a miracle I've never prayed I've never seen anybody healed I don't know anybody who has miracles and I started to fight to enter you have to fight to enter for a long time there's always something you haven't achieved in God there's a next barrier forced to be in it yes and all the time when I was in school, I was feeling desires. Every day I was confessing, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Hey. All the beautiful girls around. Then I decided I have to choose one. And when I choose one, the others will be offended. Because when you are a young man and a lot of girls are coming to your church, one of the reasons they are coming to your church is for the potential possibility that maybe you marry them. When you are a young unmarried pastor. So I decided I'm choosing this one. So I chose. And when I chose, all the others fell back. And I continued fighting. Then I wanted to get married. And everybody said, how should you get married? Are you mad? It's too early to marry. Because nobody married at that early. You marry when you are 40. But one day I had a dream. And God showed me that I have to use spude to marry. I had to use what? Yeah. So I decided to marry. I didn't know anybody who was married. I never had counseling for even one minute. I had nobody to counsel me. I didn't know what was marriage. I just knew that if a man desires to do the work of a bishop, he should be the husband of one wife. So I said, ah, I need to a wife and one. Wow. So I pressed and I fought to enter with a dream. I had a dream that I should use today. And I, when I saw when I had a dream, I said, this dream means I should marry quickly. Hey. Look, I've been fighting for a long time. Yeah. As soon as I married, I heard stories criticizing me. This, this, that, that, that. Yeah. No problem. And I continued preaching. And then suddenly, people attacked the church. They said, we have to move from there. And we had no money. Get out of here. 
get out of jail free, go out. And now we needed to buy a building. And we had $700. And the cost of the building was $100,000. And the people said, you must leave this canteen now. And God sent an old lady. And the old lady came to the school and spoke to the people and said, this is my church. And she was a member of the board of the school. So when they said, your church? She said, yes, my church. It's my church. And the people left us for one year. And we were allowed to be there. Hey. Hey. Then I told Bishop Saki, we need to raise money. We don't know where to get money. We wrote letters to everybody. Please give us money. Not even one person said yes. So since then, I learned not to appeal for funds for anybody. Yeah. You never see me writing a letter asking to help. I just take offerings. Yeah. I've been fighting for a long time. And you're also going to be fighting for a long time. You shouldn't be so happy that you're going to be fighting for a long time. I'm just telling you what is going to happen. Yeah. Each day there will be something new. Yeah. Then we were able to buy the building. After buying the building, now we needed money to make trusses. You see this thing? This thing going like this. These are the trusses. You see it in the sky like something small. <laughs> you don't have an idea what it costs for one of these. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of them here. Huge. Costs a lot of money. This alone can cost a million pounds. This steel that's going like this. Yeah? Yeah? We've been fighting for a long time. Then I had Orangus criticizing me. They said I didn't know how to preach. They said I wasn't called. They said I was proud. Yeah. (laughs) Every day there's something. So you need to be ready for a long fight. And no matter how much you fight outside, internally you are always fighting. Yes. Then I have to marry and learn about marriage. Hey! I also didn't know what is marriage. Different things. Many things I didn't know. I didn't have no idea. That's why you are blessed when you have model marriage. Yeah. The model marriage are the notes we made from marriage. That we are using to teach you. Our lives are written in those pages. Yeah. So that's why your marriages are supposed to be better. So we don't want to be here. We don't want to hear that you are divorcing. We don't want to hear that. If we have been able to stay, how much more you? We, we who have no, we didn't have all the privileges you have. We have been able to stay how much more you. You have songs that tell you, be nice. Be exciting. We, we didn't have any songs. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. So we didn't have money. How to get money to survive on the mission. 
Then I realized that we needed to be together. That's why we, we formed PFI, so that we'd be united. I was fighting disunity. I was fighting disunity. Many things. Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, I can tell you many things, but I'm only telling the things I want you to, to tell you. The others I don't want to tell you. And I'm telling you that no matter what, you're going to be fighting for a long time. So get ready and don't be tired of fighting. You must tell the devil, you'll be tired before I'm tired. You will be tired before I'm tired. And you will always be struggling. Brothers, you'll always be struggling with lust. Brothers, have, have you noticed that? Raise your hand that. One of the shocks you'll be that you'll fast and fast and fast. As soon as you finish fasting, even during the fast, you see that. You even wonder what the use of the fasting. So get yourself ready to fight. I don't want to hear that even one of you has backslidden in the next three years. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear that you are stronger. Amen. I want to hear that you are wilder. Amen. I want to hear that you are more radical. Amen. I want to hear that you believe what you believe even more. Amen. Instead of the devil coming to capture you, you are going to capture the enemy. Tell the devil you will be tired before I am tired. Yes. Look, do you know how one of the ways the devil fights? He fights you like wild dogs. You know, I never knew that there were wild animals called wild dogs. Have you seen them before? They are not lions. Quiet. Hey. Hello. 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 I never knew what wild dogs were. I knew wolves, foxes. I knew jackals. I knew lions, tigers, leopards, but I didn't know wild dogs. So if you get a chance to watch a film on wild dogs, watch it. You know how they, they can catch a big antelope like this. Just little dogs like this. Do you, know how they, do you know how they eat it? They just chase it. And the strategy is you'll be tired before I'm tired. So it runs and runs and runs and runs and runs. And they just have their small mouth. They just bite the, the heels and so on. So they just run and run and run and run. It's about weariness. They can run for miles with it. And it, at the point, it just stands there and says, I can't run again. And then they just, all of them are 20 dogs. They just bite it, bite it, and then it lies down, and then they eat it alive. Wild dogs. And Satan, Bible says, outside are dogs. Satan is like a wild dog. And one of his ways is to make you tired before he is tired. The only, it's not strength, though, but just tiredness and weariness. You get tired of the same fight. And you see, the devil knows you. That's what's called a familiar spirit. He knows you well, what you like. 
knows what works on you. Some of you, depression works on you. Some of you, lust works on you. Some of you, discouragement works on you. You know one of the things I don't want you to say? So when I was a child, I was molested. And when I was a child, look, everybody was molested as a child. Don't, 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 don't say those things. You see, those things make you give a reason and an explanation to, to go down. Stop saying that when I was a child. Do you know what happened to others when they were children? You are overreacting to what happened to you and using it as an excuse to always do the wrong thing. So I was molested as a child, and because of that, I'm not able to control myself. When I see a man, I just want to fall at his feet, and I want to hug him, and it's because of what happened to me as a child. Shut up now. We've had enough of that. We've had enough of that. Yes. You want to become sexually perverted? Yeah, because somebody did whatever, and because of that, I have feeling, you know, a feeling of... Something that I don't have to be feeling. Hey! Stop it. Stop it now. God has created you normal. Nature shows you what is right. Yes. Be ready to fight. And those of you, especially when it comes to lust and feelings and sexual things, don't be tired. I said that it's come again. It's not that it's come again. It is it's there. It, is, it hasn't gone anywhere. It never went anywhere. It is there. It never went anywhere. It is there. It is there. It is there. It is there. You know, a lot of men of God don't, don't tell you that it is there. They, they, they sort of want to look holy. Even Peter did not say he was holy. When he raised the man at the temple, the people were looking at him. He said, why look on us as though by our own holiness or by our own power we had caused this man to walk? Because he knew that he wasn't holy. Yeah? He knew that he wasn't holy. So that's why I said, why do you think that I've used my own holiness? You don't use holiness to raise the dead or to do miracles. If we were using holiness to do miracles, like there will be no miracle. We don't use holiness to do work, the work of God. You, holiness is to try to see God. And you, the holiness, you'll be feeling deep lust, but you are full of holiness. Amen. The lust is part of your animal nature. Wow. You see that you, you will serve God and pray and everything, but you still go and wee-wee. It doesn't stop the bodily functions. They are part of you. Yeah. Don't be confused though. The Bible says Elijah was a man of like passions. Elijah was a passion man. Elijah was sexy. Like passions is just a King James way of saying sexy. He was a sexy man. He was into sexical things. And he was always controlling them and doing miracles. So be ready for a long, long, long fight. 
if it happens that I am not alive and I'm not around, I don't want to hear of any of you giving up and saying that we are tired of this church thing and this Christian whatever. It's been seven years. It's been three years. It's been 19 years. We can't continue. Never. God forbid. God forbid. Yeah. Look. Look at the Esther group. Esther group, wave your hands. How many years have we been preaching here? 20 something years. We have never seen such a large Esther group. It's been a long fight. Maybe we are five years, maybe we are six years from being half white and half black in this room. Maybe. You never know. You can't tell. When it starts to happen, nobody will be able to either explain it or control it. Yes. No one will be able to either explain it or control it. When the Esther group begins to just expl- explode, you see, they'll just be around everywhere. You'll not even know where it's from. But that's why we must be, we are ready to continue and persist. Yes. And you see, the news that we are sharing at these parishes, seven parishes without a pastor, what God is telling us, he's showing us so that we see our work. Yes. See, that church is finished. It's your turn to do whatever. Yes. Be ready for a long, long, long fight. No premature aging. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I saw a man, he was 90 years old. His son was, I mean, 20, 19 years old. So I did some calculations. 20, 19, 70. And I said, ah, he had a son around 71. So you see, it shows that things are still working. I met a pastor, he was about 75 years. He told me everything is working. He said, I am 75 and everything is working. All the four engines are on. You see now, be ready to bear fruit even to 75. You know, people thought that I wouldn't get to where I am. Yeah. Thought I wouldn't get to say, oh, oh, you, you are just talking. You are just excited. You are just dancing because you are young. You don't know because you are young. You are surprised that we have been on it. We've been on it. Yeah, we're preaching. People's churches are finished. We are still increasing. Those who were laughing at me, they are laughing on the other side of their mouths now. Be ready for long fighting. Huh? Every nice girl, boys will always like because boys are explorers. (laughs) True or not true? So don't say I fought off John and so I finished fighting. No. Peter is coming. James is coming. 
Fred is coming. Kobe G is coming. Tell somebody, I'm ready for a long fight. Amen. Amen. Ready. ready. Are you ready for a long fight? Yes. Yeah. Everybody's going to be shocked at how, how you are going to be resilient and how, how, you, are going to, how you are going to persist. Yes. Everybody's going to be surprised. People, people are just giving you one year. You, you change your mind about all these things. And they are going to be surprised at how you survive. They think it's just a nine-day wonder. Your church things and your new whatever. And it's like they say, oh, you wait, you wait, you wait. She'll mature out of it. I hear she's gone to join those Africans. Uh, you'll mature out of it. Keep watching. My mother came to Ghana in 1963. She is there up till today. Up till today, she's there. 56 years later. She's there. Yeah. She survived. When you say go, she says, no, I'm here. She has been through everything that there is in Ghana. And she's there. She's surviving fully. Is it not amazing? It's amazing. Sit down, spudee. Now, the twelfth and the last key to coming out of um, what do you call it? Being useless and being good for nothing. And it is 11.45 and we are supposed to close at 12. So I hope you are very wide awake for this last minute key of frugality. Frugality. Frugality in John chapter 6, verse 12. When they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing can be lost. Through frugality, number one, seven things you can do. You can fulfill your calling. Number two, you can achieve most of your life's vision. Number three, you can build your own church building. Number four, you can embark on many projects for your ministry. Number five, you can build your own house through frugality. 
Number six, you can avoid ever having a mortgage. And number seven, through frugality, you can avoid ever borrowing money. Did you get all the seven points? No? What is number one? Huh? Through frugality, you can do one. Fulfill your calling. Number two, you can achieve your life's vision. Number three. And you see, when you build your church building, are you good for nothing? When you achieve your life's vision, are you good for nothing? You're good for something. Number four, through frugality, you can embark on many projects for the ministry. Number five, through frugality, you can build your own house. Everyone here will build a house. Number six, through frugality, you can avoid ever having a mortgage. Number seven, through frugality, you can avoid ever borrowing money. Now, what does frugality mean? Number one, frugality means to count your pennies. Number two, frugality means economical in use. Number three, frugality means not wasteful. Number four, frugality means not extravagant. Number five, frugality means entailing little expense. Little expense. Number six, frugality means slim. Slim. Hmm. And number seven, frugality means not luxurious or lavish. So slim or sparing. You see, when you are slim, not, not physically slim in terms of your body size, but you have a slim budget. Slim budget. Slim budget. Now, listen carefully. Money becomes the reason why many things you want to do for God, you cannot do. If you even ask yourself, why would some people not go on a mission? They may be thinking of the financial implications of it at a point. And many times, what you need is frugality. And so, frugality becomes the master key for 
achieving great things, having little expense, having very little expenditure for many of the things, learning how to live that way. Master key number one in the principles of frugality for your great prosperity in the UK, never take a mortgage, never borrow money. Number two, live in an economical place. Amen. Some cut down the cost of what you are renting so that you can live and have extra money. Amen. Cut out cars when you don't need a car. Many of us don't need cars. The car that you are getting is even costing you more to live here than you need. Yes? Many of us don't need any car. We don't need no car. Cut out. Some, those of you who are new, you don't, you don't know British Telecom. When it was here, it was one of the major costs. If you connect your house to British Telecom, landline, goodness, you see fire. Many, many people, their whole life went into British Telecom bills. Calling home, calling Nigeria, calling Ghana, calling here, calling the world. Huh? International calls. Now WhatsApp and thing has come, so it's easier. But even that, they are still collecting money from data. Isn't it? Yeah. Change your lifestyle. Having little expenditure. Rich people, they don't have much to buy. I tell you, you can stay without buying anything for the next three years. And I know you can't believe it, but you can stay without buying anything for the next three years. You have enough shoes, enough jackets, enough clothes, enough panties, enough jumpers, enough everything to last for the next seven years, I tell you. But shopping is like something to do, you know, just for fun. Save money and have money. The time has come where instead of always having nothing, God is going to bless you when you know how to be humble. The next step is humility. Take humble things. Don't follow big things, big names. You must eat at Mayfair, Park Lane, Fleet Street, and where? The shard. Instead of going to find some donut kebab and just being happy, you are going to the shard and following higher, mighty things. That's why you are poor. If I was a businessman, I would make a shop for only women's things. Yes. They are the ones who will come and buy useless things. They will buy plenty. 
true or not true? Things you don't need. You have the same thing at home, but it is under your things. You don't even know you have it. You've bought two, three. That's why you don't have it. You see, and when you say give a thousand pounds, you can't give anything. Because you've used it, dissipated it on all this, this lifestyle. Learn. I mean, when I think of myself, what do I have to buy? I have nothing to buy. When I came for the camp, they gave me the shirt. That's all. You see, I want it. I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I don't need anything. So you see, but how can I not be rich? I have nothing to buy. I have no expenses. You have many things to buy. Things you don't need. Extra shoes, extra this, new this. Christmas time, they'll be waiting, open their mouth. Wide like a hippopotamus, very wide. Special school fees. Going to schools with names. So that you can say you went to this school and that school. And loan for this. Stop all those things and prosper. Stop all those things and start prospering properly. Because money will one day stop you from being useful. And you will turn into good for nothing because you are needing money all the time. Many of the lay pastors who should have gone on a mission is because of money they didn't go. And they kept on working for years. You know, years ago when we were, were in medical school, in our third year, those who did very well came to England to do one year biochemistry. So one of my friends, you know, Dr. Nosh, he, he was one of the best students. So he came to do one year biochemistry and came back to Ghana. They all come one year. When they come back, they are all rich. When he came back, he was loaded. And you know why they were loaded? Because... The people, when they came, they didn't rent any houses. They patched with people. They stayed around. So we are just here for a year. They didn't settle into the system. They earned a lot of money, had a lot of money. They were richer than all the people who were living here. Because they didn't do all the things, cars, renting houses, having this, buying this. Doing. No. When they came back, students, you see the whole loaded with cash and things. As soon as you settle into the system, the devourers are ready to swallow all your money. Mortgages, everything, they'll swallow. Until you stay in London after 10, 15 years, you wonder, why am I broker than when I first started? Rarely do people stay in this country for 10 years without being in debt. It's unusual to live here for 10 years or 5 years without being in debt. So listen to me, in 2001, I went to America and I preached to them. And I told them, don't go for mortgage, don't do this, don't do this. Don't. All of them did it. Today, some of them are even begging me for money. I mean, I can't believe the people that are asking for money. People who should have been multi-millionaires. In America, they should have been millionaires. They have nothing. And I look and I say, is it me you are asking for money? How can I give you money? You should have been giving me, you should have had millions. 
We are talking about people who are earning hundreds of thousands of dollars for years. They have nothing. Because you don't believe the prophetic word. I'm giving you a prophetic word of frugality for your prosperity. Take it from me, I tell you. Don't follow the lifestyle of whatever. Just be like a student here. Yeah. You're going to go higher financially. And money will, money will never hold you back. Yes. It's very sad. You see the amount of money that you've earned and yet you have nothing. It has passed through your hand like a river. Huh? It's passed through your hand like a river. So listen to what I'm saying. Mortgages, loans, student loans, housing loans, loans for this, loans for buy a phone, loan to buy a TV, Loan to buy clothes. When they ask you, do you want our card from our shop? Want to write to you? Want to contract you as one of our patients and customers who will never be free from us? When I go to a shop and ask me, do you have a whatever card? I say, I don't have and I don't want. Please just let me pay the thing quickly. I don't have and I don't want it. Fast food specialists. Chicken and chips you are eating can buy two big chickens that are walking and shaking like this. True or not true? true. You only eat fast food. Hmm? Are there people like that here? Well, I'm prophesying to you prosperity. If you listen to what I'm saying, you are going to do well and you are going to do great things. Listen. Hello? 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 Hey! Listen. Listen. Listen to this one. I'm closing with this. You see the prodigal son? Was he good for nothing? His father gave him a ring. Shoes, clothes. People who specialize in clothes, shoes, rings, jewelry, they are usually good for nothing. The elder son who was not given rings, clothes, shoes, he owned the things in reality. His father said, all that I have is thine. This boy, I just gave him a robe and he has nothing. Don't be a specialist in clothes, in rings, in shoes. Ah, you are higher than shoes. You are more prosperous than buying shoes. We don't even notice when you change them. Ladies, how many pairs of shoes did you bring to this camp? Huh? Apart from this one. These ones, that's it. How about you? You brought two others. Apart from this one. This one and one other one. This one and one other one. How about you? Three. Three pairs of shoes. And what about you? How many? Three. Three. So plus this one is four. Including this one is three. How many do you bring? Four pairs. Including this one. Now, how many have noticed the four pairs of shoes this girl is wearing? 
See, you are wearing it onto yourself. We, we are not noticing it. It's not changing our lives. Four pairs of shoes to come to camp for two days. There's a shop in Singapore. It's called There is Nothing Like Too Many Shoes Limited. How many would like to go to that, that shop? Holiday, holiday, you can go there. I'm giving you the key of frugality. Many years ago, we were going to build our first cathedral. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, if you count your pennies, you'll be okay. When you see me taking offerings, I am counting pennies. Yes. This little offerings we are taking, that's what we used to buy seven cathedrals, watch and see. Yes. Without much ado, we use it to buy debt free. One after the other, like that. Hallelujah. I prophesy thousands of pounds into your bank account. Receive the key of frugality. You will have the lowest expenditure and expenses in the UK. Every trick and trap that is in the UK to take away your money you are delivered from it in Jesus' name. Everything that has been taken away, the wealth of immigrants, wealth of young people, you are set free from it today in Jesus' name. May you rise up on the wings of Jesus' wisdom. And count your fragments. May it never be that people who live in Africa, the poorest part of the whole globe, will be more prosperous than you who live in Europe, the most prosperous part of the globe. May it never be in Jesus' name. But rather, may you begin to see the grace of God upon your finances. Now listen, look at me. I'm ending. I think I've passed 12 o'clock now. I don't know why the lights are still on. Now listen. Are you listening? What I'm saying to you, I'm saying to all. And I'm saying, as when God wanted to bless us, and bless our finances. Do you know what he did? He said, I will rebuke the devourers. He didn't say, I will give you more money. I will rebuke what is eating your money. So this is the divine way to increase, is to rebuke the devourers. So now lift your hand like this. I empower your hand to crush the devourers of your life. Let whatever eats up your little money be cursed today in Jesus' name. Receive humility. Receive grace. 
Receive strength. Receive wisdom. To walk in the frugality of Jesus. Amen. No one will be able to call you poor after today. No one will be able to say it was a bad decision for you to be in England. Receive this blessing in the name of Jesus. Whatever bridge you have not been able to cross, the bridge from poverty to riches, I declare supernatural empowerment to cross that bridge now in the name of Jesus. A little girl will be prosperous amongst us. A young man will be prosperous amongst us. Your marriage will not make you poor. Your finding a husband and finding a wife will not destroy you financially. But it will only make things better in Jesus' name. Receive supernatural wisdom now. I rebuke the spirit of disobedience in anyone here. Whatever your fathers walked in, disobedience, disbelief, unbelief, you will never walk in that spirit in Jesus' name. Receive the grace to live dead free. The grace of God that have made this church to be debt free. Receive that grace now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I upgrade your quality of life now. I say I upgrade your quality of life now. In the name of Jesus. I stamp on the scorpions, the cobras, the vipers, and the serpents that devour your life and devour your prosperity and devour the help of God. In the name of Jesus. Anything about you that makes people say to you, sorry, or say to you, it's a pity, or feel sorry for you, that thing is extracted from your life tonight in the name of Jesus. No one will feel pity for you anymore. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Receive liberty now. Liberty. Liberty. Liberty and freedom. Freedom. Financial liberty and financial freedom. Financial grace. Financial liberty. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And now, may the grace of God that brings salvation, the grace of God that helps an ordinary person to become like a super being, the grace of God which is the supernatural help of God be with you. Help you. 
strengthen you in Jesus' name. Whatever mistake you've made in London already and in the UK, I overturn it now in Jesus' name. I say I overturn your mistakes now in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You are blessed. You are blessed. I superimpose the blessing of God on your life. In Jesus' name. Now, anybody here who cannot marry because of your family or whatever factors there are in your family that prevents you from being a, a normal married person. In the name of Jesus, receive the grace to marry now. I command many weddings, many happy weddings to take place in this church. In Jesus' name. Amen. May your joy start bubbling out. Amen. May grace bubble out. Amen. May God's grace appear Amen. in your life Amen. and help you. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And everyone shouted, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Well, hallelujah. What a blessing. Sit down. How many have received master keys to be delivered from being good for nothing? Money will never make you, lack of money will not make you good for nothing. Amen. It's not going to happen. Amen. Yes. Please believe the keys I'm giving you. Stay in the right place. Humble yourself. Don't go for loans. Don't get mortgages. Don't do expensive things. Just accept the level you are in. Flow. You soon see that things are increasing. You soon see a thousand pounds in your bank, Amen. and to become two thousand, and to become two thousand nine hundred, and to become four thousand, and then five thousand, and six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand, nine thousand, ten thousand. 20,000, 30,000, 40,000. Receive it in Jesus' name.